0: You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson.
1: Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 93. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary with Mitch Anderson. Mitch, how are you doing tonight?
2: I'm pretty good. Uh, We went to my son's school today for an interview with the teachers and it was completely useless, like absolutely useless. They asked us all the questions that were already on the uh,
1: on the form. I, was, I don't understand why you would do that. So it was a waste of a parent-teacher conference?
2: It was 20 minutes of like, okay, can you just tell us what you wrote on this form? Why the hell did you get me to write it? <laughs> so how do you discipline your child? Well, this is what I do. But I, I wrote that because you asked me to write it. Yeah, but we just want to know. Like, wait, are you checking to see if I'm a liar or something? I don't understand why you would do that. I
1: don't know. That's a Okay, that's a new one. That's interesting. it is
2: is very silly. And they're not very cool with my English wife. They're not cool with her. No. A lot of French snobbery. Like, ooh, nous autres on parle français l'école, qui ont tolère pas l'anglais, bleh, 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 Like, well, screw you guys. Like, come on now. Because she doesn't speak French? She does. She's just not, you know, she's pretty good. But her vocabulary isn't there, which is every French person's problem. And they're super snobby about it. Oh, God almighty. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So how about you? How was your day? Uh, Nothing crazy like that. <laughs> no, definitely didn't have to deal with any snobs. I just went and got back from dinner, did a little Applebee's, apple appetizers, and Fiesta Lime Chicken.
2: What does that mean? Is that like salsa with a lot of lime on top of the chicken? It's like, yeah, it's a, it's a grilled chicken. It's got cheese on it, a little lime. Wait a second. You didn't put barbecue sauce on your real chicken? This
1: is different. This is like a Mexican dish. This isn't like... Unbelievable. A, I, oh my God, we're not doing this now. <laughs> Don't do this to me. <laughs> I don't have time for your nonsense, Mitch. Give me an addition. All right. We are number ninety-three. Okay, so who wore number
2: ninety-three between two thousand nine and two thousand eleven? And he's a big fan of blowout sales.
1: <laughs> I actually know this one. <laughs> yeah, who is it? Dougie Wait. Yes. Dougie Blowouts. Dougie Blowouts making an appearance on the edition list. Love it. Okay. Uh I forgot. He scored like
2: what, like a handful of points. He was pretty old by the time he got to the Islanders. Um, where is his hockey reference page? There it is. A uh, thousand thirty-three points over his career. Jeez. Though, like my God, what a player! Um, he had sixty-four points and one hundred seven career NHL games for the New York Islanders between the age of thirty-eight and forty. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay. Good for him though. He's- he was still playing at that age.
2: Put up nine points in 18 games. So, you know, half point per game player in his final year with the Islanders in 2011.
1: Not too shabby. Not too bad. All right, Mitch. So I think we should get into it. And we have a big contract to talk about the lead story from this past week. Obviously, Brock Nelson gets his deal done a six year, 36 million dollar contract. So he will not become a free agent on July 1st.
2: Thank God. (laughs) <laughs> we, we could use them. We could use them, but I, I think really what we want to discuss is the contract itself and like the value, how like the AAV.
1: I think that's the the big talking point for Brock, right? Because just a couple of weeks ago we were talking about that on the podcast, and we both agreed seven million would be too high. We said we prefer probably like five and a half million, but I don't think either of us were too surprised when we saw the six million dollar AAV.
2: It's it's a lot. For sure, but yeah, I I wouldn't be too surprised. Like when you think Brock Nelson and then six million dollars a year, you're going, oh my god, did what happened? But when you think you consider all the variables that happened this year plus the season he had, it just made sense. It just it just makes sense. It's a fair amount.
1: It, it absolutely is, and you have a few factors in for why he actually got that money. One of them is that the year that he just had. It was a career year for Brock Nelson. He had 53 points, 25 goals, and with that kind of production, you're going to get paid. And on top of that, too, Mitch, he played good defense. For the first time in his career, he was a two-way player. (laughs) You you, can't—you could never say that about Brock Nelson before.
2: The guy was a terrible defender. He could always score, so like he put up 25 goals this year, and— You can always see him doing that. That isn't a career high for him. It's a 28 assists. that's the career high and helping him elevate his game and hit that 53-point range. But the thing for Brock Nelson is that he could never defend. He was not a back checker. A back checker, he was not. He never came back into his own end. If you had a ward on your back, don't ask Brock Nelson to check it. He ain't going to look for it. Oh, God. At least last year.
1: (laughs) Why are you like this?
2: (laughs) I thought of that one a while ago, and I was like, I have to say this. Oh, God.
1: Sorry. <laughs> why are you like this? Um you're right though. He did made a hu- he made a huge change in his game and Barry Trotz got the most out of him, so it makes sense for why he wants to stay especially if he's going to be paid fairly like that.
2: Yeah, well 100%. So now the issue is uh, is 6 million dollars fair and uh what are the variables that went into deciding that he should get 6?
0: Yeah,
1: and like we just talked about the year that he had which was definitely one of the factors. Another one you could say, too, is if you look at the free agent center market, it's really not all that great. Matt DeShane obviously leads the way, and he's going to get more than Brock Nelson. But you could probably make a pretty strong case for Brock Nelson being the second best option there. Because, I mean, who else is there? Hayes, who's comparable but probably slightly below Brock Nelson. And after that, you have Derek Broussard, who's not a number two center anymore. Uh, Joe Thornton, who's a million years old and probably just going to sign another one-year deal.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Jason Spezza, again,
1: million it years old, right? 36. The corpse of Jason Spezza. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Couture, I think, is a free agent, right?
2: Uh, he might be an RFA. I, the list that I have here has 69 players who are UFAs that play center with expiring deals in 2018-19. Okay. And that, that's the only triage that I'm making here. Um, and that the top five and of course the way cap friendly has it is that they're ranked based on their cap hit and you can't I can't play it and just say like I want to only see or rank by points Uh, maybe I could I'm just an idiot but like the top five are Spezza, Duchesne, Boland
1: Uh, Boland I'm sorry I was mixing Joe Pavelski who was who I was thinking of I knew it was somebody from the Sharks
2: right and again like he's probably going to get the same Joe Thornton treatment if you want to stay you can stay here the year
1: right And, like, there's not a whole lot of better options out there. Yeah, you could say that Matt Duchesne's better, but what are the chances that you're going to sign him? You already have Brock Nelson here. You can sign him right now. And, you know, like we said, he's probably the second best option.
2: Yeah, sure, uh, Matt Duchesne is probably a better player, but you can get Brock Nelson. who You you know what he can do. You know what he's going to do. You can probably guess what Matt Duchesne is going to do and how good he could be. Uh, but you you don't know what he's going to do to this the super important chemistry in the Islanders, right? Like, that was the only reason they didn't sign. Well, the only reason. The big reason that they didn't sign someone or trade for someone at the trade deadline was because of the quote-unquote chemistry in the room. Lou didn't want to ruin it. And so you're going to bring in a guy like Matt Duchesne who, you know, uh, hasn't really... Uh, what's the word I want to use here? Uh, made himself a fan favorite everywhere he's gone. So...
1: Yeah, and... Listen, like you knew, Brock Nelson had he had fifty-three points under Barry Trotz. Who knows? Maybe Duchesne, his point total drops, kind of like everyone else on the Islanders did this year. Yep. you know, his first year in the system. And if you are going to pay him eight, nine million dollars, and he's putting up, I don't know, maybe let's say sixty points, would you rather fifty-five from someone making two to three million dollars less? Probably, right? I think that's the key: is that
2: he's going to cost you an extra three million on the cap per year right and that that's all. and you're gonna have to sign him for probably seven right dushane is 28 so he's probably gonna ask for the full seven yeah. that's a long time that's 35 years old making what is arguably up to nine million dollars a year yikes wow that's a lot that is a lot um for a guy who you know he could be very good uh he he probably won't be terrible but he'll he'll be very good uh, but you already know what you got, and you know you got a guy who can play defense. I wouldn't say Matt Duchesne is uh, is Mr. Defenseman. No, he ain't gonna win a Selkie anytime this year or any time in his career. I would say. No,
1: pro- you're probably right with that. So it- it's starting to add up why Brock Nelson got the number that he did, and I, I would add even one more factor, and I would say just inflation overall because the cap is going up, so naturally year little by little people are going to start making more money I mean we see players now getting 11 12 million dollars so would you yeah. say that Brock Nelson is worth half of uh, Connor McDavid probably well, would you say he's worth a
2: million dollars more than Josh Bailey right yeah. like he got the same deal It's just, sorry, in terms of length um, he actually got more trade protection my god my God, Josh a lot, Bailey,
1: a lot of trade protection for Mister Nelson.
2: Yeah, nothing for Bailey, but Josh. Josh got six years at five million dollars a piece. Brock is getting six years at six. Would you say that Brock Nelson brings you more than Josh Bailey for a million dollars? Yeah, I would say. I so. would say
1: slightly, just because of the position he plays, right? Exactly. Because you could so, probably find you're probably better off finding a wing than a center, or you're more likely to find a comparable wing than find the center like Brock which is crazy that we're saying that because a year ago we no shot we think we're talking about that
2: well you're doing so because of like like we mentioned earlier what is actually out there right like if you're the market was flooded with centers might have another discussion but I it, it just isn't it just isn't maybe the, the, the RFA market let, let's pull that up let's see what RFAs are out there because we're talking offer sheets a lot recently Um, so let's just give that a gander so update results for RFA's. There are seventy-four. William Carlson. There you go. That's a good one. He plays some defense, uh, and I'm just trying to just comb through Sebastian Aho. He ain't going nowhere. No. Um, again, I'm combing through for guys who've got like quite a few points, because that's what really what we're looking at. Oh, Braden Point, obviously. Okay. Uh, but he's probably not going anywhere. I say that just because of the situation they're in. Uh, they're pretty close to the cap, and they're looking to add. I've been told, or not, not I, but most of us have been told that uh, Eric Carlson is 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 they've got their eye on Eric Carlson, you can't add a, a Carlson and a Braden Point with I think they have eight point five million dollars on the cap.
1: Yeah, that ain't enough room. Nope, they, something's something something's moving.
2: Yeah. Hey, Alan Quine is available. Oh, <laughs> hmm? uh, Alan Quine put up five points in thirteen games for the Calgary Flames this year. Hmm. May I interest you in some of that, New York Islanders? Hard pass. That's a hard pass. That's a that's a big old nyet. Um so that's that's the bro that's why Brock Nelson got six. I can't see anyone arguing that this was a bad deal. Actually I can. I've seen it. I've seen it online where people are going, This is a bad deal.
1: No, I, I don't I don't think so. I think it they had to do it because like we said, who are they gonna replace him with? Derek Broussard, who's not a number two center? corpse of Joe Pavelski or Jason Spezza.
2: Mm-hmm. It's just not doable unless you, you trade for someone, but then well, who are you trading for? I would say Tyler Johnson, but you could probably still do that anyways. I, I guess, right. You could, you could still do that. You could still do, again, we talked about Tampa Bay and the fact that they're up to the cap. Like if you look, they're looking to make room, you know, you free up the $5 million uh, Tyler Johnson cap hit. Yeah. You, know, you bring him in, throw him on the right side. That's not too bad.
1: No, absolutely not.
2: So, But you, you would have to then trade, and then that gets all a lot hairier than just kind of like, we've got a guy here we like. We've got a guy here who does what we want him to do,
1: and who does it well. We trust him. Boom, here's $6 million. Yeah, and you know that he fits. If last year wasn't an anomaly, you know that he fits. If he's giving you 50 to 60 points a year now and playing solid defensively, he's worth $6 million.
2: Yeah, exactly. So... I think we're, we're all fine with this deal, and, I, and I'm speaking broadly. Obviously, there will be some people who don't enjoy it or don't like it because it is Brock Nelson. You know, He's got, what, six years or full five years behind him of not being very good. So you never know if that comes back. I, I have a hard time seeing that,
1: but it's possible, I, I suppose. It certainly is possible. I would be surprised. I don't know. I just have this weird, and I guess it's justified after this year, this trust in Barry Trotz that he is. Just going to figure it out, <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. I think he'll just figure it out in trots. We trust there. We go. You want to talk about uh one of your favorite prospects now? You know, I do oh. okay 100%. So, Mitch, I think he's starting to cheat on Josh Bailey. He used to be he used to love him some Josh Bailey. <laughs> now, Mitch is loving himself some Noah Dobson, he is soaking up the Noah Dobson race. he is loving it. And uh, why don't you talk a little bit about your guy because he just won his second Memorial Cup in a row. So this is the first time that my mom has watched hockey or talked about hockey in forever,
2: uh, specifically because of who Noah Dawson plays for. Okay. So his his junior team right now, it wasn't to the start of the year, but his junior team at the end of the season was the Juan de Huskies. And my mother was born in Juan de That's where she's from. That's where she grew up. Uh, it's like, a, it's, it's a mining town in like northern Quebec. Uh, not a lot of people, beautiful city. Um, they have this like, they painted a huge, there was a huge rock just as you get into town that they painted into a frog. Interesting. For some reason. I don't understand why. Just like big green with black spots. Anyways. And so my mom was all up in, 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 and uh, the Roi the Huskies. And so it, it really got me, the juices going for me in terms of Noah Dobson. And cause he was having himself one hell of a year this year. 36 points in 28 games for the Huskies. He put up 16 and 28 in the, you know, with the, the, the Titans in the, the first half of the mm-hmm. year. But he powered them into, or he helped them. They were already the best team in the league, but he helped them get into the playoffs, solidify first place in the QMJHL, and then like toss everyone aside in the QMJHL playoffs, and then do the same when it came to the Memorial Cup playoffs.
1: Yeah, he had, I think, 29 points in 20 playoff games. Pretty sure? That is correct. Yeah, that's yes. insane. <laughs>
2: Uh, and he's done this before, right? He did this just last year. He put up 13 points in 20 playoff games last year for the Acadie Bathurst Titans, who also won the
1: President's Cup in the QMJHL. And I know that the caveat, and a lot of people have said this online, and I've seen it a lot, is, oh, uh, it's the Q. Everyone scores in the QMJHL. But, yeah, that's true. But it is. I, I don't know. Something about this kid, I. he's darn good. He's a really good player, and I think that he'll have a real solid look. I'm not saying he's going to make the team out of camp next year. I mean, he almost did it last year. They kept him around for a long time, but I think they're going to give him an extended look. Well, he'll be at the prospect camp in June in a few weeks, no? I would imagine so, yeah. So they'll look at him then. They'll look at him in training camp, and who knows? Maybe there's an injury. Maybe a spot opens up, maybe he forces the Islander's hand, then he makes the roster, but this is a really talented player. He's hyper-talented. We've all seen the
2: gifts of him playing in the playoffs, in the Memorial Cup, where he's making these ridiculous plays at the blue line, where a guy, uh, an attacker for, I think it's the Guelph Storm, comes in, and he fakes him left, goes around him right, and then comes right in on net and gets a glorious chance, and you're saying. That's some, there's some, like, ice running through this guy's veins to be able to see the play, figure it out, and actually execute it all within like the, the stretch of a second. Uh, but he, I'm not sure he makes the team next year. I'm really not. I, I'm super high on this kid, but I think he goes back to junior for one last year. Okay. Uh, I know I had written an article originally saying that he would go to the AHL. I was a big dumb dumb, and I thought, for some reason, I don't know why I didn't look it up, I think I just have a lot of confidence in myself, and I shouldn't because I don't have confidence. I sh- I'm regularly not very confident, and for some reason in that moment I was. Um, but the rule between the NHL and the CHL is that you have to stay there until he hit 20.
1: Okay, and he'd only be 19 next year.
2: That's right. Okay. So he he can't go to the AHL next year. Um, He would have to stay. But I, I just don't see how you can make the team next year. Right. I just
1: don't. But. Bodie Wild and Oliver Wallstrom can right because they were drafted out of the and the U.S. development team. Well, Oliver, I'm not sure about Bodie Wild because he's currently playing in the OHL.
2: Okay. Oliver Wallstrom can because you're right. He he came from the NCAA, so I, I'm not sure how the rule works because you're right. Bodie Wild was drafted. Well, he didn't. He hadn't declared right. That was the whole problem with Bodie Wild at the draft. Yeah. And he only declared where he was going. I think two months after the draft took place, I think it was in August where he said, I'm going to go to Saginaw. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure how that one will work out. But, you know, to Dobson specifically, there's just too many right-handers on defense for the Islanders. You got Pulak, Boychuk, Mayfield. Yeah. Which one do you take out for him?
1: That's just the thing, right? You, I, sadly, I think you're going to have to wait until Boychuk either retires or. Gets moved, but yeah, I don't know how you're moving that.
2: He's got a no move. Sorry, a modified no trade clause now, so that's always good. It's po- it's more possible now. Still a
1: monster cap hit, though.
2: It's still a huge cap hit at six million dollars. You're absolutely right, um, but you know, maybe you can work something up. They have a ton of cap space. They being the Islanders, maybe they can hold something. Maybe they could do something with it. Hopefully, who knows. But the thought is, can they can they work him in? I'm not so sure. If you have to, like gun to my head, you have to take one of those three guys out of the lineup to fit Noah Dobson in. It's Scott Mayfield. Yeah, he scratched Scott Mayfield. Um, and I think they should still do that at the start of the season. Give give Noah Dobson a tryout. Get him to come in, play a couple of competitive games. I'm not talking preseason. Still do that, but t- get him to play. You know, up to the ten games. Maybe not the full 10, but you know, give him a four-game tryout. See how he does. More than
1: Barzal's two, please.
2: <laughs> yes, please. Even if he plays the puck in, in, uh, in the penalty box, please. Just keep around. Let him learn from that. I can understand right. why you wouldn't, but still.
1: I don't think scratching Scott Mayfield for four games is going to be a make or break for that team either next year.
2: No, exactly. And it's not like because you do that, they're going to lose hockey games. If they're going to lose hockey games, it wasn't because of Noah Dobson. And if it was, then you ship him out. We still have, let's say it's four games. You still have 78 games to figure it out, guys.
1: Right. That's just it. We're not saying, you know, scratch Ryan Pulak. like your arguably your best defenseman for this kid. We're just saying swap out probably the weakest of your right-handed shooting defensemen for three, four games. See what you have and move on from there.
2: Yeah. Exactly. I, I don't know how that works in terms of the 23-man roster. I haven't gone that far into thinking about it yet. But I would imagine you probably have to make some decisions in terms of who you're keeping on the roster and who you can send to the AHL. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do with Thomas Hickey in that case? Right, because then you got... I'm assuming we keep everyone else. Letty, Pulak, Pellick, Um. Sorry, I forgot already who I said... Letty Pulak, Pelek, Taze, Mayfield, Boychuk, Dobson, Hickey were at eight defenders. So that means you need you know what, 13 forwards and two goalies. Yeah. That's that's going to be tough to figure out who you keep on the roster or who you don't keep on the roster. So, yeah, and there aren't too many two-way deals out there, although, you know, whatever.
1: No, there there's really not a whole lot there isn't, but that would be something that the Islanders would have to look into next year if they wanted to get Dobson a look last thing for me is yeah. he a lucky charm because both of his teams that he was on the last two years have won the memorial cup
2: i wouldn't say he's a lucky charm but it's possible like the kid knows what to do in championship games he was voted what mvp of the playoffs he was um but that's presidents that's not memorial cup and like the memorial cups a weird tournament already like you got the the winners of each how do I want to call it, league of the CHL, QMJHL, and WHL, and then a host city who doesn't always necessarily deserve to be there. Uh, the Halifax Moosehead did deserve it this year. They the, they they lost to the, the Huskies in, in the President's Cup Final. Uh, so it's, it's a weird tournament like that, and you're only playing three other teams. So it's real quick. But um, I don't know. I don't think I would call them that. Sorry, that was a lame answer. <laughs> yeah, he's totally lucky charm, Matt. Totally. Thank you. That's
1: what I was going for. Yes.
2: Whoever, whatever team he ends up being on next year is going to win them. I didn't account.
1: know you were going to guarantee. T- I know you're going to take it so uh, seriously. Sorry. I thought you'd be. He a says light. they're lucky charms. Yes, I thought it'd be a more of a lighthearted rap to the <laughs> convo. I'm sorry. That's okay. But no adoption overall. Twenty-nine one. points in the playoffs. He had a phenomenal year in the queue, but. Good stuff out of him, and he'll probably be coming to the Island relatively soon. I would say so, yes. Okay. Moving right along. Earlier in the show, we talked about a contract that was signed. Now we're going to talk about some negotiations, and that is for Anders Lee, who he is set to become a free agent on July 1. It appears like the Islanders and Lee are off, not necessarily on the AAV or the amount of money, but on the years, Mitch.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For, according to Arthur Staple, there the Lee Camp wants seven,
1: the Islanders want five, maybe even four years. Which I kind of understand from the Island I understand both sides. Because from the player, obviously you gotta get your money when you can, and he has been a very good goal scorer over the last three years. Yep. But from the Islanders perspective, though the kind of player that Anders Lee is, they don't usually last very long. Like Milan Lucic is like toasted. He had like 15 points this year. He was terrible. Yeah, that's true. So I kind of see why they have a fear of going six, seven years on a guy like Anders Lee who is going to be 29 next year, 28.
2: He's 28 already. He will be 29 in July. Okay. This July.
1: So I kind of understand why they'd want to go five years.
2: I get it. I, I, I also – yeah, I'm, I'm the same with you. Like, look, Brock Nelson got six years and he's 27. He just turned 27, right, in February or something? In October. the start of the season, he turned 27. Okay. So, like, he's starting his deal at 27 years old. Anders Lee is starting his deal at 29, and he wants an extra year than Brock Nelson, I that you can't do that. You're you're going to be 36 and being paid what we all seem to believe is going to be seven million dollars. Yeah, that's that's not good. That's not good cap management. It just isn't.
1: No, and I don't know if I would be wanting to pay Anders Lee at 35 because that's what it would be if you're giving him that seven-year deal.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I'm not so sure about that. You know, I, I'm fine with you want seven we're looking at five let's do six
1: if it came down to that then yeah i'd I'd survive with that I think that could be potentially okay the last year or two might be a little bit rough but
2: you're right you're you're not getting a good like that's six year isn't gonna be a, a good one for sure um but can you can you honestly say five like five seems short man it seems like we don't have the faith in you holding it up. Or they could just say we were drawing a, sign, a, 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 my God, a line in the sand. I, I couldn't screw that up more. I uh, 24, you know, the 2023-2024 season. We don't want to go past that too much. We had to with Brock, but you know what? He's 27 years old.
1: I guess. That's the only other explanation that I could think of.
2: Like, Barry Trotz isn't going to be here for six years. We would imagine. He's only got a four-year deal, if I'm not mistaken, right? Let me look at it here. I think I can find out here. He's got a five year deal.
1: Okay, yeah, so he's one year down from that. Yeah.
2: So he's got four more years, so two years of Brock Nelson will be without Barry Trotz and he'll be in his thirties. Potentially. So. Yeah, well, I know, but you know, Barry Trotz is how old right now? He's fifty-six years old. He's gonna be sixty by the time this is over.
1: He could coach to a hundred if he wants.
2: <laughs> Probably. Um, So I I can see why the Islanders are drawing that line. My God, I can't (laughs) say those two stupid words. I can see why the Islanders are driving a hard bargain when it comes to Lee, saying you are already going to be 29 years old. You play a hard style of hockey that doesn't last long and deteriorates quick. And when the fall happens, the fall is quick and it's hard. Um, We can't be caught with $7 million to you for, let's say, two bad years. We're willing to absorb one, but not two.
1: Yeah, and I I, I kind of get that. I do, but I hope this doesn't turn into a situation where Lee gets fed up with it and just wants to leave then, because I think that puts the Islanders in a pretty big hole, because now you're looking for probably two top six pieces instead of one.
2: Yeah, but you're looking for a left wing. It's a lot easier to find a left shooter than it is a right shooter. And and if you want a guy that does exactly what uh, Anders Lee does, guess what? Wayne Simmons is hitting the open market. So you can get him for probably less than um, Andrew... Uh, God, I keep seeing Andrew Ladd because of the A of Anders Lee, right? Like, Simmons is going to ask for less.
1: Probably. You can probably get him for $5 million.
2: Yeah. And he's going to do the same job.
1: He's not as good, now, though. I'm not
2: going to say he's doing it as well, right? But he the position and the style of play is, is similar.
1: I. I get the point you're making. I I see what you're saying here.
2: Of course, then you do have the narrative that you lose your captain for two years in a row.
1: Yeah, that's kind of crappy.
2: And like, say say what you will. Like, I I don't think the Islanders should be playing with with that. In, in so much as like, I don't think they need to care about that. But it just doesn't look good on, on a franchise that's looking to rebuild its brand. If your captains just walk in free agency,
1: no. And part of it, part of this is still optics like you still have to get other players to come here and if other players around the league see that John Tavares former captain left and then the next year Anders Lee who was named captain leaves again that I don't know I I think myself naturally would be looking and say what the heck's going on over there
2: yeah because they didn't need to name a captain right like you don't have to have a captain and they, they felt like they needed to do it and they did it with Anders Lee so it you know, it gives you that sense of well, he's not going anywhere. But the Islanders shouldn't be married to like we have to keep our captain. They shouldn't. They should be. We have to make sure that our franchise is in the best situation financially, um, both now and in the future. And doing giving Anders Lee seven years or seven by seven deal would not be would not be a good idea. No, probably not. So I, I can see why they're doing it. It just. If it if it comes to that where he leaves in free agency, that's not going to be a fun day. It's just not going to be a fun day. No. Even if we bring in Artemi Panarin, I'll still be a little sad.
1: Of course, because it's still I don't know, it doesn't look good that <laughs> Lee is No. Lee. And it's
2: Lee, right? Like there's there's something there, the fact that he stepped in when someone had stepped out on purpose. And the season that they had and the way they played and what, what he meant for it and what that meant for him, right? The, you saw the, the video when the, the, in his first game where he had the, the jersey with the C. Just the smile on his face, you could tell it, it meant a lot to him.
1: Yeah, and I don't have any hatred for Anders Lee. I think he's a, a great guy and everything like that. And if it comes down to wanting that seven-year, I don't necessarily say that I could blame him, but I would still be just upset at the situation.
2: You can't. You can't blame the organization for saying no either, yeah. right? Like it's a business. We don't want to give you that kind of term. You don't want to, but you want it. Okay, we'll go somewhere where you can get it. We ain't giving it to you. Like you have to respect our choice. We respect your choice. Done and done.
1: So, do you think that's what he and Barry Trotz were talking about at Starbucks the other day? <laughs> I doubt it. I don't know what they are talking about. Like I, I would, I would
2: love that Barry Trotz is some sort of agent for management in terms of negotiations. And I'm sure to a certain extent he is, but I I don't think that they're
1: talking about that. I I said that in the article too. I I would be highly surprised if Lou Lamarillo and Lee's agent wasn't there and they were talking about contracts.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like They're not going to send their most trusted advisor and Barry Trotz to be like, just go get a
1: coffee with him and try to convince him. I
0: don't. I don't think so.
1: I don't know why, but I just found that so funny because like I know where that Starbucks is. So just picturing like, oh really? Yeah, it's in Garden City. So picturing Lee and Trotz outside talking is laugh out loud funny. Like if I was driving just by, there. Just, like, can you imagine the head coach of the Islanders and and there's Lee just sitting outside as you're driving to work? Do you stop your car immediately, get out,
2: shake their hands, and just get back in your car and go? I think I'd have to. Yeah, I would think so. it's not even stay for no selfies, no selfies, just straight up. Like, thank you. Thank you. Have a good day.
1: Yeah. Just real quick. Stop traffic. Get back in the car. Keep
2: going. (laughs) What are you doing? It's the captain and the coach guys. No one cares. It's just you.
1: That'd be fantastic. (laughs) It would be pretty funny. Uh, So yeah, definitely a little bit of, I don't know what the right word is. They're just not on the same page yet necessarily. It seems like in these contract talks.
2: Yeah, you're right, and we're we're edging closer, right? We're going to be June in two days now.
1: Right, so once June comes, things will start to really heat up more, and I'm sure the rumors are going to continue to fly out, but that's all we got so far in Lee's camp. Yeah,
2: June 26th, keep that on your, your calendar. That's when uh, free agents can go talk to other teams. Oh, god, That was the worst week ever. That was terrible. It was awful. Remember the the, the hour-to-hour updates? of like, oh, San Jose just showed up to the Pat Brisson's office in L.A.? Oh, Dallas just showed up. Yep. Oh, they just left. Oh.
1: I remember it well. I had notifications on for all of it.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I, I did not. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> all
1: right, let's talk a little Thomas Grice. And I know this one might seem a little bit random. Why do we want to talk about him? But I wrote an article because we're going through and doing the, our season grades for each player. And I wrote one for both Robin Leonard and Thomas Grice recently. But while... Doing Thomas Grice's, I feel like we significantly, and we not just at the site, but Islanders fans in general, overlook Thomas Grice's season because of Robin Leonard. And I don't mean that to be a knock on Leonard at all. I love Leonard. He had a great year. I also love Thomas Grice. He also had a great year. So let's talk about... Thomas Grice's season, because he really deserves some of the spotlight too, Mitch. Yeah, hell yeah, he does. Look, he finished with a,
2: let me bring it up here, a 927 save percentage and a 228 goals against average. Those are outstanding numbers, but then when you look at them individually, that's fifth overall in terms of save percentage for anyone who played 30 games. And that's third overall, sorry, fourth overall in terms of goals against average, again, for anyone who played 30 games. And he had five shutouts. Right? That's, that's ranked. Technically, it's tied for sixth. Yeah. Tied for sixth in terms of shutouts in
1: the league. Right. And this was someone who was deemed pretty much unusable last year at an 8.92 <laughs> save percentage and 3.82 goals against average. He
2: was giving up almost four goals a game on average.
1: It was. That's awful. That's so bad. It was rough. The Thomas Grice starts. Doug Wade, to, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Halak wasn't that much better, but he was definitely a better option. Than Grice was last year, and I, I don't know if you told me that after last season with that numbers that he was gonna increase that by what <laughs> thirty like thirty percent
2: Yeah, thirty. What is his what you're talking about well, his save percentage here?
1: Yeah, it went from eight ninety two to nine twenty seven. So that's thirty five.
2: Yeah, thirty five point difference. Thirty five point swing positive. And then his goals against average is just, just wild. Yeah. He he cut like a, a one and a half plus. Yeah.
1: More than one and a half <laughs> goals got chopped off. That's wild. Per game on average. Oh, this is a, also a fun one that I like. So quality start percentage. Mm, yes. What is that? So he went last year, 2017, 2018, 36% of his starts were quality starts
2: just over a third, my God.
1: how many starts did he have last year? uh 25. okay. this past year, 64 percent. Wow.
2: like they played him how many starts did he have last year? 25?
1: 25 and 17, 18 and then 39 this
2: past year. They almost played him maybe not double, but you know just just under double a little or a little over under double, and he was demonstrably better
1: like wildly better. Yeah, and it's crazy to show what coaching can do and the kind of goalie that he can be. We we saw it early on in his Islanders career. He was very good his first two years with the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Obviously 15-16 was, you know, where he shined, but he he was still pretty good in 2016-17 also.
2: Remember that run that they, they go on a really long like nine-game road trip or something 2 years ago? And he, he
1: was playing back to backs or or something crazy even. Yeah, he was because that wasn't that when they sent Hallock down and then Christopher Gibson was the backup and he was also not very good. He was, God, he was so bad. Uh, you're right. Yeah, it was
2: against Chicago, I think. It was, it was a a back to back on the road and Grice was in net again. It was just what? And I think they won that one in overtime, I'm gonna say.
1: I don't remember off the top of my head, but I know they, they really rode Thomas Grice that year. 49 starts for him that year.
2: <sighs> wow. I mean, like, he wasn't good, but it clearly wasn't him. It was clearly the system. Look, we we, we said it just last week, or was that in a patron show? I, I forget. Uh, we would do so many of these. Uh, it's, he has the same team in front of him as he had last year, both forwards and defense, right? Like, what did they add from last year? Leo Komarov, Valtteri Filippola, Matt Martin and Tom Kunagle. oh, sorry, and Lucas Spiza.
1: <laughs> I forgot about that. They
2: lost Calvin Dahan and John Tavares. Yeah, right. And he's demonstrably better, demonstrably like insanely better for it. And he—he he, it's not because everyone in front of him is better, and so he's good. He was—he was, he was uh, a driver of his own success. Yes, the system had uh, played into it, but he worked into that system and worked into that well he got in well not a new
1: but his old new
2: goalie coach or strength and conditioning coach maybe
1: uh yes he started to go to the old goalie coach over the, the last summer that he used to go to
2: right so he he went back to what it was working for him and it it fit man it fit You you watched him play this year and he didn't look out of position. He didn't look lost. And it, to be fair, it wasn't necessarily that he looked lost. It's just that the puck was all over the place, so he couldn't. He just couldn't. He just he was facing like 50 shots a night.
1: Yeah. Jeez. 2017-18 like, was wild.
2: It, like, didn't he have like a 56-shot night or something stupid?
1: There were multiple times where teams were getting 50-plus shots off against the Islanders. I have to look it up now.
2: Islanders game logs. I'm pretty sure it was against Montreal. It was like 54 shots against. It could have
1: been. But as you look that up, it's just the year that he had. I know that everyone goes to Leonard as they should, but we can't forget about how good Thomas Grice was too, because this really was a 1A, 1B situation. And you got to hope that the Islanders are able to bring Leonard back just so that they can run this back for one more year. I would imagine they bring
2: him back, right? Like why wouldn't they?
1: I would yeah, I'm assuming he extends here. I, I would be pretty surprised if he hit free agency.
2: Yeah, that's that would be wild. There's I think it was fifty one shots against the um the Columbus Blue Jackets on February thirteenth. They oh there it is. Yeah, fifty six shots against the Montreal Canadiens where they won an overtime five four. Okay. And Thomas Grice won that game. On January 15th, 2018. 56 shots against... Of course, they they did go to overtime, so there there is that, but like, you know, the overtime probably didn't last a whole four hours. No, of course not, obviously. But Tavares scored a, a minute and 51 seconds into the game, into the overtime period. So. There you go. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of time to get a lot of shots at going. 56 shots. My God. And like, they Oh my... You met that season. Oh, one... Two. There's so many games where they had 50 shots against. That's. Oh my God, what a season that was. What a.
1: That's one for the Barner. Yes. The Barner? The Burner. Jesus, Murphy. <laughs> so Thomas Grice, you just wanted to touch on because he, t- he too was phenomenal and Leonard's been getting a lot of the attention and probably, I think part of it has to do with he's a free agent too. And yes, his numbers were slightly better, but you can't deny how good Thomas Grice was, and a lot of teams would be itching to get a goalie who played as well as Grice did this year.
2: Yeah, no. I, I'm so I'm so happy he's around. He's earning all of that $3.3 million he's getting. Absolutely.
1: So you want to get into some social stuff, Mitch? I do. All right, what do you got for me this week?
2: the <laughs> Versus, so when we conduct our, when I at least conduct my research into what I want to look, talk about when it comes to social segment, I just do hashtag aisles and I see what's out there. Okay. And what I like seeing is when people are using hashtag aisles for other things than the New York Islanders. Oh, uh, like Brazilian aisles? <laughs> no. Uh, like air duct cleaning. At air duct cleanup or clean UK cleanup. Oh God, I'm an idiot. <sighs> Kitchen deep cleaning in Isles of Sicily. Hashtag deep. Hashtag kitchen. Hashtag cleaner. Hashtag Isles. And it is the Islanders logo. They must put that out going like, what the hell is that? And then there's like, NatWest Life Insurance in Isles of Sicily. Again, hashtag Isles. It's clearly a bot, but it's still hilarious to see.
0: <laughs>
2: like, they're, they're not thinking that. Well, the bot obviously again, it's a bot. They don't see it, but it's using hashtag Isles. <laughs> it's so funny to see it being used for something that isn't Islanders related at all. It's absolutely hilarious. So if you if you want to look that up, Air Duct Cleaning UK, um, UK Luxury Wedding, and there's there's one more. Yes, UK Best Insurance. They all use the hashtag Isles in the, in their bots,
1: and it's all ridiculous. That is a pretty good one. I like that one. Um, what I want to talk about is this uh, little interesting tidbit coming out of uh, Toronto. Oh, Jesus Murphy! So, do you think that they would seriously consider offer sheeting Mitch Marner? Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, so there's there's a lot that goes into this, right? First. Does he want to even talk to the Islanders? Because he's going on on a John Tavares type listening tour is what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, is he, does he want to talk to the Islanders? Like, does he even like Lou? Uh, he doesn't grow any facial hair, so I don't see why he's got a problem. Uh, I don't know what his number is. Maybe he wears already something below 30. I don't remember. I'm not sure. A uh,
1: 16. So he definitely changes. So change he's his already number. good. to change his number. Andrew Ladd.
0: Hmm. <laughs>
1: Andrew like could take another number. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. We see how this team operates. They love their that's veterans. True.
2: <laughs> veterans get to do what they want. Um, so he's got to agree to listen. He's got to like what he's hearing, and then he's got to sign that deal. And so that's three huge factors. I, I know I wrote about it, but it, it, the reason that I wrote about it was to see what we needed to do to bring in a player of his caliber. And if we could, how do we fit it, and what do we do to make that fit? Uh, without having to do all kinds of crazy, I'm going to trade this guy. I'm going to pick up this guy. I'm going to bargain bin this guy and bring in this. I kept a lot of what the Islanders already had, and I brought in Marner and uh, I, I forget already who else. I, I ditched Letty to Edmonton, and you know, fair enough. That may not have been the best trade, but the idea was to get Letty off the cap. But I, I, I just, it's hard to see all those three first variables of listening, agreeing, and then signing all three passing. Yeah. Like and then Toronto saying, "Yeah, we don't want to match."
1: And wouldn't it take uh, four first round picks if you offered them the eleven million?
2: Well, the way that that it's calculated, yes. Uh, so when you do the calculation for a uh, an offer sheet compensation, it if you're giving anything that's more than two years, I believe it's averaged. Or anything above five years, it's averaged to five. So if you give him a, a full seven-year deal, like you, mm-hmm. like you could do, um, instead of dividing the 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 worth of the deal by the number of years, you divide it by five, and so anything over ten point six four three or something stupid is four first-round picks. So for him, it would be definitely four first-round picks. Interesting. Okay. It's a lot. It is a lot. Would, would you do it? So let's say he listens. Okay. He likes what he hears. And then what would you give him as an offer sheet and would he sign it? Okay. Or let, let he... Uh, sorry. He, he signs. We assume he signs. What is your offer sheet?
1: Will my contract offer
2: be? Yes. Seven for 11? So... I juggled with that as well, but the idea that, that Darren Drager... Because this is all about a Darren Drager report that I don't know if he's he's getting fed from the player or from the team. I would imagine it's the player. Like, the agent's probably saying, like, yeah, we're going to do this. Go, go talk about Dregs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's a huge traffic driver. It was for us, so I could only imagine about Toronto sites. Um, where was I going with this? Why did I lose my train? Oh, yes. He was saying that Toronto was going to... Uh, gave him an aggressive offer up to $11 million. Okay. So they do 10, they do 10.5, they do 11. It didn't seem like they were comfortable going over 11. Okay. So, I, um, But then again, they, they could just match and, and give him a, a, a an Austin Matthews type deal. How are they going to be able to fit all that
1: under the cap? I have no idea. I, I really have no idea whatsoever. Because you could say that they would match a $10 million, but how are you fitting Tavares... Matthews and Marner all at 10 plus million they have
2: eight million eight point seven million dollars in projected cap space right now they have Nathan Horton for a year that they can dip into IR so they could f- add another five million so make that eight point seven like 12 million not even more than that 13 million okay not even 14 isn't it why is my math wrong let me do the math here. Eight point, sorry, point seven plus five point three is fourteen. There you go. Thank you, calculator. I need to do that for some stupid reason because I am an idiot. I just,
1: I don't see how they end up signing all of these guys. I well, I, I just showed you how they could do it. Okay. So. They could
2: they could use Nathan Horton LTIR money, and go over the cap.
1: Okay. I guess that's the, that's it. I guess that's it. But I would I would give it a shot. I would say probably unlikely, but I would give it a shot. Why not? Yeah. If he's willing to go on a listening
2: tour, you, you book your date. You buy your ticket to that listening tour, and you say, like, we got something to say. Let us say it. He doesn't have to say yes, but if you're even getting to the table, that's a positive for the Islanders that I'm willing to take. Of course. Right? Because that's someone who's willing to listen to what – look, like, Tavares only listened to five teams. One of us was us, and I think he only listened to us because he had to.
1: <laughs> Maybe,
2: right to like live up the charade. because if, if he didn't speak to us, then the charade was up, and it was everyone knew he was going to Toronto then, and there was no question Pretty much no. So like why would San Jose even care? Why would Boston care? Why would Dallas care? It'd be like, "Shut up, we don't even want to hear you. Just go to Toronto. And then is he getting 11? I get well, you're just dropping negotiation bombs on me right now. I'm just, I, I'm not trying to like. It, it's not truths. It's just like my my thoughts, my specula, my speculations. Okay. Do, do you so, have anything else for the social? Um, there's nothing else that really came up, but the Mitch Martyr thing obviously is going around everywhere. Um, I thought I saw something else. Oh, right. Um, this came from. It's not Isles related necessarily, but it came across me because someone added something Isles related. Uh, it's at Menundo Man. Okay. Menudo man. Anyways, he says who is your favorite hockey player from the nineties? Go.
1: Okay. Um Ziggy Palfi.
2: Really? Ziggy not not even like Michael Pekka, or would you say like he's a two thousand player?
1: I would I remember him as a two thousands player.
2: Okay. Um all right, Ziggy Palfi. that's fair. Uh non islanders related, Mario Lemieux easy okay islanders related and this is why it came across my why it came to my interest is that tom Arcuri, i hope i pronounced that right at one bucket eye tom uh or sorry bucket one at one buckeye tom jesus murphy i can't read uh says pierre turgeon was his favorite player in the 90s and i hashtag love that
1: okay i think that's probably pretty fair yeah so and I, I, that's why i brought I it know up you're a big pierre turgeon guy I am. Can you tell the story how you met him again?
2: So doubling back to Noah Dobson, well, I was in Rwanda at a cottage, my aunt's cottage, or sorry, my mom's aunt's cottage, and uh, they their cottage is next door to Pierre Turgeon's. And I knew that going up it, it, going up, but I had no idea that he was gonna be hmm. there. So I brought my Pierre Turgeon hockey cart. I have it around here somewhere, wherever it is right now. Um, and it was an Islanders one and I went up to, to his cottage. I walked up with my brother, and there he was unloading stuff from his uh, his truck. And he graciously signed the card. I said, thank you. I shook his hand, and that was it.
1: That's got to be pretty cool as a kid. It,
2: it was. To walk up to his, his cottage. It was a nice cottage, by the way. My mom's aunt's cottage. Not so nice. Um, but the fact that it was on the same lake was ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty so- funny. Yeah. Good old northern Quebec boy. Small world. Small
1: world indeed. Uh, Last one for me is from Isle State of Mind. It is a Mm. 27-minute documentary on Robin Leonard that he put together. It is very good and worth your time to watch. So it's at L.I. State of Mind on Twitter. It was posted on May 22nd, and it got a lot of attention and deservedly so because it was very well done.
2: Nice. I haven't watched it yet. I have to. I, it's on my watch list and I haven't done it. I'm going to do it tonight. It's 27 minutes, 27 you said? minutes. I got time.
1: Perfect. So We'll do it tonight. All right. So I think that's going to do it for us on the social segment. So let's just get a couple of plugs out of here before we wrap this thing up. So wherever you are listening to the show, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. That really helps us out. So if you could just take a couple minutes to do that, we appreciate it. If you haven't already, maybe you want to consider subscribing to our Patreon Page, patreon.com slash eyes on isles. You can, for five bucks a month during the regular season, get post game podcasts. But now, since it is the off season, we are doing other content. Like just the other day, we talked about Robin Leonard's worth. And we also do a mailbag show, which you would also get. And we're going to record that right after this. You get a newsletter, a bunch of fun stuff, a lot of content about what, an extra three to four podcasts a week? Yep. Usually. so Easy. You get a lot of extra content there, so if that's something you're interested, head on over to patreon.com slash eyes on uh, You can follow us on social media at eyes on Isles FS on Twitter. My Twitter is at Matt O'Leary and Y. Mitch's is, is T-L-O Mitch. You can like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eyes on You can visit the website, EyesOnIsles.com. Or download our app, the Eyes on Isles app, available on iPhone and Android for all your New York Islanders needs. Mitch, episode number 93 in the books. It was a fun one. Dougie blowouts are done. We are finally hashtag done with the Dougie blowouts, and I am very much (laughs) here for it. So that'll do it for us this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Matt O'Leary. He's Mitch Anderson. We'll talk to you next time.